Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The absolute most elite flag football players are football players in yep. the, on the planet. So we're, you know, the upside is high for the women's game. I was yep. joking around. It sounds like this is, though, very, very serious. Like, very. I mean, very, we, I mean you know, I think what people aren't going to with, with, with you know, a lot of NFL players want to play flag, and they will. They're talented enough to do it. But we've got guys who have been playing flag football at an elite level for years. And there are certain things that translate the nuances to the flag game that will have to be learned in order to succeed. You know, the ability to evade, to evade a, uh, a, uh, someone pulling the flag and, you know, dipping down and getting kind of different moves that just aren't, you just don't see in traditional ball. But we've got some, we've got some great guys. And some, you know, national team, national, national uh, team players. We've got uh, 32 of our core 32 players. 11 of them are on the national team. Um, we expect big things. Tell, tell us where where people, all our listeners, can go to to find more information and keep keep tabs on what's going on. Absolutely, go to AFFL.com, and you can ch- you know look at our website, look at our teams, and, and kind of get a sense of the players and get to see all the things we're doing on the flag side. And like I said, the, the future is. Future's bright for us, and I think the sport's going to just just take off. Brian, appreciate you joining us. Good Thanks, luck guys. with appreciate everything, you. man. And uh, Thank you. I'm going to start getting my. Uh, hey. I'm telling you, man, we we could be a hell look, of a we'll quarterback we got, combination. Look, we'll, we'll get you up there, man. You got to come up and see if we see us. Well, I need a, I need a. Uh, a we lower, better start out in just a little, little lower, lower level tournament. <laughs> see what see, yeah. see. I mean, them old boy, it's a different game now. I played no, some flag a, football in my time. It don't matter how good you are on the big field, boy. That's a different game right there now. I hear you. Appreciate you doing this, Brian. Likewise, guys. That's that's Brian Cooper. Thanks so much, guys. As we continue rolling on here. At the uh, at, at the Super Bowl, uh, and and this I first met Brian with with the when he was Roughnecks were in that's town. Right. I mean, he, he was very very instrumental in in, uh, in in making that the success that it was. Um, I tell you, it was it was a hell of a hell of a run. It was short, but it was a hell of a run that Roughnecks had in in Houston. So they're, they're coming uh, back though, aren't they? It, or, or or some version with the USFL? Yeah, they they joined that, they joined that the other XFL. league, and yeah, the Roughnecks are a thing. But I'm talking about the original, the, original. the OG Roughnecks, the original, baby. Yeah. <laughs> the PJ Walker Roughnecks. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, those guys. There we that's go. <laughs> yeah, they would have been the champs. They would have been right. the champs. That's right. All right, man. Have a good one. All right. All right, as we continue rolling here, my man Kyle Turley. <laughs> yes. I'm, in here, the, I'm here. In the building right there, man. How you doing, man? I'm great, brother. Thank you all for having me. Appreciate man, we it. Appreciate, we appreciate you jumping us on, jumping on with us. Yes, all right, sir. man, we, we got to get you. We got to get you with the uh, the opening question. Okay. You, you ready for this? Yes, sir. I, I, I can't wait to get your thoughts on this. <laughs> I can't wait. You think uh, by the end of this year, Travis Kelsey is going to propose to Taylor Swift? God, he better, bro. I mean, I, 
what in the world, man? I'd already had that done. <laughs> <laughs> you, you that already. Oh my lord! Had man. to pop it six or seven times. <laughs> I, I think I just told my wife before I seen him with her. I was like, man, you know, if things keep going the way we're going there. I, you know, Taylor Swift's still available. <laughs> All you got to do is send her a bracelet. Put your phone number on a bracelet. Man, or something, huh? and he's got to make up for missing the Grammys, bro. She showed up to everything, so and he left her alone there with all them creeps at the Grammys, bro. Real quick on this, because our our uh, our, our show, our, our midday show, we're having an argument on that. Like, he didn't have a choice in that, right? You got a choice. You can go talk to the coach. I think so. Super it Bowl. It was a night. You're Travis, too. You got me. Bro, you think, you please. Think he, how much money are these guys making right now? If you, if Net you were, Jets. If, <laughs> give me a break, bro. What in he could have been, it could have been West Coast and back, huh? Yeah, in, a, were, if, in a few hours. If you were with Mike Martz at the Rams and you just said, listen, Mike, I got I, I got to be in L.A. for Sunday yeah. night. And you'd have made that happen. Damn. Man, man, oh, look at what the NFL's done with Taylor Swift. Look at what the Chiefs are doing with Taylor Swift. She's taking pictures with the coaches and everybody, and she's doing all And they couldn't give him one night to go support her at the Grammys. Give me a break. Bowl. Yeah. It's a Super Bowl. What was he doing uh, in the, the stadium answering a bunch of dumbass questions? It's a quick trip. Give me a break, Asking, bro. Answering questions yeah. about her. Exactly. Yeah, I, like I mean, I get like on that. the plane. Go support your girl, man. She's make what, another $300 million for the league, they say. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. We were talking about this, too, on the same front, Kyle. Like, we're talking about the, the prices of, of the suites in the stadium and how some people are paying $7, $8 million for, yeah. for a suite, right? I mean, we, we immediately went to, well, where in the hell is Taylor going to sit? Right. I mean, they, the league's got to give her a suite, right? <laughs> they better. I mean, man. the money they're making off of her, be, the, the appearances is, is And sick. they keep showing it, showing, <laughs> like the kiss, the kiss, the kiss. It's everywhere, everywhere, you know. Uh, Unreal, right. on the field. For, former NFL uh, offensive lineman Kyle Turley joins us. And I'm, I, I, I am so happy that you're here because this man right here, he, he, we, need, we all need your help. Because he is, he is, I've watched this man who has a great head of hair almost rip <laughs> all of it out. I know, I'm jealous. This year. <laughs> I lost all mine. He's gone. I mean, if, 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 if he would come back every week with the Texans, and they had a hell of a season, and the lack of physicality across this offensive line just kills them. And, I, and, and you played in the league, and you were known for physicality. Is that just something that you're, you're, you're in, or can this group develop it? Because they've got four guys that aren't going anywhere, and they have got to find a way to get that aspect of the game. They're just not moving people. They struggle running the ball. And, and, and Laramie Tunzel leads this group, who's a great offensive lineman and great in terms of pass, passing game. But that is the biggest issue right now on front. When you say, boy, this team lacks physicality, how, how can that be improved? Well, how can that be, period, right? I mean, this is the NFL. You've got, you know, you're one of 1,800 guys in the league if you're in the NFL uh, in the world that get to play this game. So you're a top talent, you know what I mean? But the game has changed when it comes to the line position. And we were talking earlier about a great friend of ours, you know. We were, there's some dogs that, that got to the league, you know. Now it's like real you know, Purdy guys get to the league, it seems, even at the offensive line, defensive line positions, you know. Um, but that was, you know, it, it's all about coaching at the end of the day. I'm available, so, you know, they can hire me. <laughs> right there. There I don't know go. who's talking to D'Amico. these dudes, yeah. but they got all the talent in the world in the locker room, yeah. right? And so it's just a messaging situation that seems to be the problem when it comes to issues with anybody, right? It's are we on the same page? And so the coaching situation has to be addressed, period. You know, these players are the, the talent. It's there. 
Yeah. You got the talent, especially at the line position. Well, Kyle, we, we talked, we talked, I've talked to a lot of former offensive linemen that, that played a lot of football in the league. And, and, and I, I, one message I hear is obviously I, I can't, you can't make a guy physical that doesn't have it in his nature, right? I mean, you clearly, you had some crazy and some physical in your nature, so you was a good combination <laughs> of both. But, but the, the other thing is, is that offensive line play in college and in the league is coached totally different now to where there's a lot of almost techniques that lean towards shielding a guy from, from the, the play side or the, the hole you're trying to attack offensively versus physically grabbing him, manhandling him, pushing him around, and ultimately embarrassing him. Whereas yeah. in, back, in, back in our day and back in your day of playing, it was like, hey, man, I'm just trying to embarrass this cat. Well, because we had to war against each other, yeah. you know. So when it came to game time, it was fun. Let's go get after somebody else. They don't even practice today. Yeah. There's no two-a-days. There's no hard practicing. They're all in two-point stances. Nobody's putting a hand in the dirt no more unless you're, you know, a D-tackle pretty much at the end of the day. And, um, you know, so there's a soft approach, I think, that's just been kind of perpetuated here in the league. Um, with all the new rule changes, I, I can't be I, the player that I was today. Uh, there's no way I could finish downfield like I used to and just, you know, be just killing people. <laughs> it was like, you know, that, that, that video game on Nintendo, the, the duck hunt. And I was like, wow. <laughs> night, night. See you later. Hey, Bob. Ron, Ron night, this is hey, Kyle's a guy. I, I had a, I had crossed paths with Kyle back. He mentioned a good buddy of ours, Jeff Chase, that I played some ball with. And that's how I first met Kyle a long time ago. But we had a conversation, Kyle, about like, okay, here's the Texan situation we told you. Like, is there a guy out there? Because they need a left guard. They need a left guard or a center, one of the two. They, bad. Is there a guard out there that you could bring that guy in and put him in a room with a Laramie Tunsil highest paid tackle in the game and, and a coach that clearly for a year has kind of let this, this – can you – is there a guy you can put in that room and that dude change – One dude. One dude change the physical guy. And, and we talked about this, Kyle, and, and I'm saying, Ron – there ain't too many of these out there. Yeah, Kyle, yeah there's not very many. It's Quentin Nelson. Well, that's the name. Right. Well, because well, the, there's got to be right. You, it's got to be a guy that plays the game the way y'all played it. Yeah. But then you got to have a level of I don't give a rip, call it crazy, call it whatever you sure. want to where, like, I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter what Larry Tunsil's making. It doesn't matter what the coach allowed. Here's how we're going to do things in this room. Sure. There's just few and far between, right? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it, it's it's the intangibles, as they call it, right? And uh, is the guy a dog or not, right? But, again, you have the talent level in the NFL. It's, it's there. Yeah. You know, they've gone through a tremendous process to whittle that thing down in their draft picks and the free agent picks and all those things. So there's capable guys in that locker room, you yeah. know. It, it comes down to coaching at the end of the day. I've been coaching for a long time. I've been coaching Juco. I've been coaching high school. I've been training guys in the off seasons uh, in the, from the pros. They won't give me an line job in the NFL to sh- just show what it takes to get guys ready yeah. but it, it's it's a lack of attention you got these offensive coordinators out there now that aren't even working with the offensive line yeah. the offensive line sitting down at the other end of the field and they're out there like they're going to go out on a sunday and play seven on seven and they're not going against the ones anymore they're not pushing these guys to go at each other and build that toughness that you need yeah. you need to have a guy that is going to be a dog going against a dog that brings out more of a dog in right. that guy uh, right a lot, lot of dogs exactly <laughs> you got to bring that out to the nfl <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean yeah. Quick, can you? Exp- I want to hear the because I want to. I want to hear this explanation and see if I can see this with the Texan offensive line. You've said dog multiple times. What is the Kyle Turley definition of a dog? 
Man, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like you said, it's a guy who's going to finish and, and a guy who's ready. I mean, when you get ready and uh, instead of doing all this, you know, looking around, let's try to fool everybody. Let's do this. Let's throw our hands out there. They're doing all this to the D linemen now. They're allowed to. I'm going, wait, isn't that a false start? Isn't that? No, they, they're able to go in <laughs> two-point stances. They figured out how they can try to trick everybody. And at the end of the day, you got to get down and just play football. That's how you be a dog. And uh, and, and it's, it's mano a mano. It's taking the guy and is finishing that guy, all right? And, and, and if you don't see that, then, then you don't have dogs. If you don't see the finish and what players produce from the minute the, and the second the, the ball is snapped to get to where they need to be and then finish what they're doing instead of just standing in the way, which is what a lot of linemen, you know, offensive linemen do that you see out there. Most guys just kind of take that first step and just kind of stand there, you know, and they don't finish downfield and they don't get to the next level. They're not working that backside block. You know, I mean, you can, you can go to certain things that, 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 that are keys in the offensive line that have to be accomplished. And that's the backside of the offensive line plays need to be better. Right. And you're, you got great blocks on these uh, onsides and all that. And then how did that play get stopped? It's the backside. There's no real attention paid to next level. Getting up to that linebackers. There's all these rules in place to, you know, guys can't get hit away from the play. You can't cut no more. You can't do all these other things. So you got to find a way to get to where you need to be and then just finish, 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 finish. That's the number one thing in coaching that you have to really get into, guys, is that, that thing that I had, that you had, that we had to have back when the game was played the way it was, that you had to finish. Now guys are just kind of, it's like a seven on seven game and they're just getting in the way and they're you know some of these guys are just being put there uh you know because they're so big you know what i mean i went against that i was undersized at six five three hundred pounds coming out of college you know i was undersized lineman like no man the best lines that that have ever played were guys around that even under 300 pounds that could move because that backside needs to get those blocks that's how almost every defense makes uh you know stops that they need to make especially in the nfl is the backside's not getting blocked they need to have athletic guys that can take that reach step, get through there, come underneath, and get up to that next level linebacker. And we got guys that are like almost 400 pounds that can barely move. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Hey, one guy that I know all of our listeners know, uh, and we saw you the last couple of days here on Radio Road, Jim McMahon. Yeah. Um, what, what's the, what's, how's he doing? What's your tie to him? And, and catch us up on what's going on in his world. Yeah, Jim and I, uh, we came together about 15 years ago with a lot of retired player efforts. With We worked with Mike Dicka on. You know, he obviously won a Super Bowl with Coach, and then I was drafted by Coach Dicka. So we came together and these retired player effort things with the Gridiron Greats organization. And the Gridiron Greats organization came about because of all the problems that were had in our community with our uh, retired players and the benefits and all these things that they weren't receiving. So we had to make a lot of noise. And then the cannabis thing came along about five or Jim, almost 10 years after that. And, and so almost 10 years now, we, we've been at this thing. Uh, and then we started our own company together uh, about three years ago called Revenant. And uh, Jim and I just go around. We talk about cannabis. We talk about what it's doing for our lives because, you know, he, he continues to go back to these 85 bear reunions, tell me about it. He's the only guy that's even gimping around. You know, you got Mongo's passing right now. Um, hopefully he goes to Hall of Fame today. I don't know if they're announcing any of these things uh, coming up about the Hall of Fame. But, yep. um, yeah, you know. I mean, there, there's uh, such a consequence of playing this game that uh, there has to be the voices that did it and then had this resolution that we've had in cannabis go out and talk about these stories because the league and everybody else is still continuing to try and suppress that information. Um, for what reason, I don't know. It makes no sense to me. And, um, you know, they can call me up tomorrow, and I'll be ready Sunday if, if they want me to prove it. 
and, and, and I'll help any one of these teams win the Super Bowl. Um, but uh, it, it's real, what we've experienced. And it's a, a span of, uh, what, three decades of football for me, Jim McMahon, Ricky Williams, Evan Britton. Um, and now you got Calvin Johnson talking about this at the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, Jim and I uh, came together. I was a huge fan um, and, uh, you know, grew up Mormon. So BYU, of course, I had to hear about Jim McMahon my whole life. <laughs> my dad was a quarterback there. So it was like, you know, of course, and uh, had the opportunity to meet him. And uh, we, we, we ended up uh, consuming some cannabis together. <laughs> and uh, oh, no. uh, on my tour bus, I was playing music. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.